you graduated to, to have your first I got my certificate now. Yeah. No, when you, when you graduated to using a hammer. Uh, that, was, yeah. that You were so proud in that review as well. Yeah. And that, Darren proud. taught me how to uh, use a hammer, yeah. Yeah, that comes so, out. Welcome to the Property Developer's Secrets podcast with myself, Andy Cook. And myself, Richard Chettle. Oh, Richard Chettle. <laughs> Richard Chettle. Where's Lord Girardi gone? You've stole his seat. Yeah, yeah. he's gone, gone out painting. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So we've got a special like, little bonus episode for you here um, because we're in our offices. This is our offices where we do the recordings. And um, we had one of my guys. So Redbox Developments is my building company. And we have one of the guys, Richard, who was working in the office doing a bit of doing a bit of a few of the jobs around the office that need doing and um, we were about to record a couple of these podcasts we said well look, you know an actual bonus one get Richard involved get him let's have a bit of an interview and I was well keen yeah yeah that's <laughs> it yeah we sprung it on him last minute didn't let him think about it too much to get in the seat and we'll just see it because it's from the trade side of it you know I'm from the trade side of it you're obviously from the trade side of it yeah. there's a lot of people who listen to this who are from the trade side of it as well so we thought that it would be really good for them to you know, discuss around developments a little bit, your experience of it from the trade side. And, um, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people will get a lot out of it. Yeah, so, I hope so. Yeah? Hope so. You ready? I'm ready. Awesome, awesome. Let's do this. So let's explain a little bit like, what Redbox is from my point of view. And then, obviously, we'll talk about how, how and when you joined it and what your role is in, in the business, I suppose. So from my point of view, Redbox Developments, I started in 2007. Um, I was from the carpentry side, although I'm not, I've never been really formally trained as a carpenter. Um, and I did sort of like, you know, we discussed it on the podcast before, I'm sure, but I did sort of small jobs, kitchens, bathrooms, all that kind of stuff. 2009, I started getting into extensions and that was a big jump for me, like mentally, because I'd never really done that sort of stuff before when you're managing lots of other people. Um, then we started doing bigger and bigger extensions. A um, couple of the guys who work for me now, um, Darren and Sam that have been around right from them early days um, and then I built my own house in 2012 they were involved in that as well and from that that's when we started getting into our own developments so Rich you joined us how long ago was it now nearly five years yeah. nearly five years ago so that's about 2018 time yeah. some time around then yeah, just before yeah. COVID obviously uh, not that we knew that was going to happen at that no, time no, um, and what what was your background before it and you know what's your role in Redbox now um, my background before it um, was a little bit of DIY but I was part of the leisure industry uh, leisure management for about 15 about 18 years actually um, went from from there decided I already knew Darren site manager and we worked together in a previous job um only really did diy um i was in my, my 30s got to a point in leisure where i didn't want to progress anymore when you say leisure to be clear to people what would that involve is that like so was, i was a center well a leisure center manager yeah um so i was running the running a leisure center and gym uh pool um you know in the plant room organizing rotors you know and I got, I got to a point where um, a big comp- company came in and it kind of lost, that you just became a number yep. um, within that industry. Um, so I'd always, you know, I, I did up my house um, when I was 19. I bought a house at 19. Um, you know, I had a child quite early on in my life, um, needed to sort of um, grow up a little bit. Bought a house, um, renovated it myself, earned a lot of money out of it and was on the property ladder, which was... was 
which was great as a 19, 20 year old lad. Um, and yeah, uh, Darren, I saw a post actually on Facebook, I think it was yours, um, wanting a, a, a labourer, a skilled labourer. And I said to Darren, look, I've got, you know, I've got a little bit of skill, but only DIY. And, um, you know, do you think it would be a good job for me? He said, yeah, it's exactly what we're looking for. We're not looking for someone that's just 16 straight out of school, don't really want to, you know, progress. Um, want someone like you that wants to progress within the industry. Um, so, yeah, five years down the line, I've, I've been to college. I've did a carpentry course. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm progressing nicely. Well done. Maybe I'll that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm so doing you, podcasts. Yeah, there, there you go. So you're in multimedia now. But so five and a half years, just to recap that very briefly, you came out of a completely different industry without a lot of skills in the industry you're going to. You know, no, a lot of a lot, really, lot no. of will, will, but not so many skills. And you know, willing to learn. Now that was the point, isn't it? You know. Yeah. So that's good in itself because you know people can hear that getting into developments and working in this industry, as you said, you don't have to have done it right from school and learned everything. Cause you know, that, that's cool. And it's the same for me, actually. It was, it was, I was 30 when I started in 2007 as well. So, yeah. you know, very similar thing. Um, so that's good. So the, the kind of stuff that we've done since you've been involved, some of the early developments, so St. James for people who know us a, a bit better would know that was our first one in 2014. Yeah. You know, we, that was the transition where we went from building extensions and my house was the first house we ever built as a build team. Um, and that's when we went to building eight houses for ourselves. Then we did Victoria Street, which is 11 houses for ourselves. Then we did a lot of pubs up, up north and all that kind of stuff, turned them into HMOs, serviced accommodation units. And the you know we, we did flats, we've done all sorts of things. And you got involved in 2018, would have been when we were doing a few HMOs. Yeah, we did a couple of contracts, yeah. yeah. Couple of contract HMOs, didn't we? Yes, yeah. Um, to work for someone else, yeah. Yeah, so contracted for someone else who was actually from. We trained them how to get into developments themselves. Right. They bought HMOs, and you came in as we were doing that contract for them. Um, then we moved on to, well, the big one that we'll have done in the time that you've been there was obviously Mill Road, which was a conversion of an old factory yeah. to twenty-four flats, but it was an old derelict you know shoe factory in yeah. northamptonshire don't forget the pigeons yeah oh, lots no. of pigeons everywhere but that had everything didn't it that was back to bare bones it had underpinning it had you know all the windows came out and refitted there was you know 80 to 100 windows new roof um steel network going all the way through it new dormer everything happened to that big building wasn't it yeah absolutely it's, it's where i learned so many different types of yeah. um bits and pieces around the industry um you know, even the steels, like you said, never dealt with a steel before. You, know, you have that sheer panic, but actually, when you've got the professionals helping you as well, um, it was it was okay. It was it was it was good. You know, there was times where you look at it and go, "Wow, what? How are we going to do this?" But you know, but the, the point is, that anything can be done. Anything can be built. It's just having the right team around you, supporting you, having the will, like you said there, because that's important that people have got the enthusiasm as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but having the skilled professionals, having you know the the guys around you and the subcontractors as well. We, yeah, you know, of course. We don't employ plasterers, electricians, plumbers. We use the t the team around us. But actually, that's an important point. Though, just because they're not employed in Redbox, they're no less of the part of the team, are they? No, no. We've got a good good team, haven't we? We tend to use similar um, people for you know plastering or, or or electricians, and we've got a good relationship with them. Um, 
yeah, and it, like I say, the, the steel guys, they were, they were okay as well. You know, we helped them out. Um, yeah. No, it's, been, it's been really good. So I think you mentioned it earlier. One thing that has been great from your progression, and I didn't even know at the start, but you put yourself, because you wanted to, you started off as a skilled laborer, as you said. You'd, you'd done many years, you know, as part of the management team in the legislature industry, but you had to start again and build your way yeah, up, build credibility yeah, yeah. and show that you're willing to learn and work, didn't you? Yeah. And yeah. Um, in one of the reviews, I think it was probably, you know, two years after you started, maybe a year and a half after you started, and we did the normal reviews that come around. And you said to me that I want to I sort of go into more carpentry. And I've actually put myself into night school and I've been doing it. When I found out, you'd already been doing it for, yeah. you know, a half a year, a year, hadn't you, you know? Yeah, I mean, when I came into it, I thought, you know, we're building houses. I'll be, you know, bricklaying. Um, thought, you know, maybe I'll, I'll go into bricklaying. Um, turned out that we don't do too much bricklaying. We get other people in to do it. Um, and actually, you know, when it rains, you can't really work. Um, and although, you know, it's a great skill to have, um, we tended to do a lot of uh, stud work, flooring, uh, so on and so forth. And so I decided, well, scrap the idea of bricklaying and I'll go into carpentry. Um, got a little qualification, um, fast-tracked it as well, which was which was quite good. I, you know, the, I wanted to do it as quick as possible and the tutor allowed me to, to fast-track. So I, I got rid of the, the level one straight away and, and managed to get straight to level two. Um, and it was a site carpentry course, which was ideal for what I what I needed and wanted at the time. Um, and yeah, then I could put it to you on one of pay rise. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget the grade. You graduated to, to have your first hammer. I got me hammer. certificate now. Yeah. No, when you, when you graduated to using the hammer. Because uh, that, was, yeah. that You were so proud in that review as well. Yeah. And you, I don't know what happened. You declared that you can use a hammer now or something. And you said it with so much pride. Like, you know, I should be really yeah, proud da- of you. Darren friend. taught me how to use a hammer. Yeah, yeah that comes so, out. So yeah, that comes out in his reviews every year now. It's one of those things. But... Um, the point is, though, is that you tracked through and you saw the progression of that. And another thing that you did right at the start, and we always put our staff onto the Property Developer Secrets course that we run. You know, I think it's important that we're, you know, the guys who work on, in the office side of it, in the training suite, they understand it. Not necessarily all the guys on the, on the build site do it, but you came to me, didn't you? And you said, I want to understand yeah. it. I want to understand, you know, the world that we work in. Um, so you asked if you could be part of that in one of your reviews and I like that I like people yeah, who are no, it's, trying it, to progress themselves that, that's why I got into the industry eventually you know I don't want to be doing site work for the rest of my life I'm going to be completely honest I enjoy it right now um, well, but man, you never said that in your interviews uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of years but I need some money first so <laughs> um, no I, 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 I want to get into property developing um, as I said earlier I, I managed to purchase my house you know quite young Um for personal use um it's just now convincing the wife to come on board and i think she's she's getting there but with the um the market at the moment we didn't want too much risk but potentially at our next um you know mortgage uh, review we're going to be looking at potentially getting another place uh, as a buy to let and and progress it from there hopefully um but yeah I, I wanted to get into property developing um i've got a brother actually that's now got a got a second property um and I get a bit jealous, I suppose. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to do that. I'd like to manage my own little portfolio. Um, and at first, you know, I, I thought, you know, maybe it's just renting. I'll buy a place, rent. But of course, having worked with you now for four, five, four or five years, um, you can build from nothing and you know, knock down, 
nursery, old nurseries or old um, doctor surgeries or barns, you know, and, and convert them and, and hopefully make a few pounds. Yeah, no, it's good. But I suppose through going through that process, going through the, the three-day course, and it was a while ago you'd have done that, and you were quite fresh to the industry, but you met all of those people around you. Yeah. And in fact, you've seen people who were on your course at that yeah. point. You've seen them progress through, haven't you? And, you know, go and buy their plots. You know, they probably finished their first <laughs> one or two sites. But, it's you know, it's about, you know, visualization. If you can see that other people have done it and you can see the success that they've had, you know, like, it's good for you to see that. And, like, what's your message, I suppose, to people who are listening to the podcast? Yeah, go and, go and, go and try one of your courses, um, even if it's just a, a weekend course. Um, you know, I did a, a, a good course. There were some good people on there um, from various different backgrounds, yeah, not just the trade. Uh, there was, I think there was a pilot. I think there was um, people in co- the corporate uh, industry, solicitors. Um, I think there was just, yeah, leisure as well. There was people from the gyms. So that's interesting. You said the pilot there, so that would be Darren Brogdon. Yeah, he was um, on my course. Yeah, so yeah, Darren really Brogdon, well, who's, he's just literally been on last retreat. He's on his second, maybe third site now. He's just done the blue bore. He's working with other people in the community to do um, uh, Whitstable. So you know that these are these are people who don't. I think was James Adams on your course as well. It doesn't ring a bell. He may have been. Yeah, I mean it was a while I think ago. I, may but have I seem to remember. Chest pumped him. Yeah, yeah. Way, so, um, but James Adams has done Carlton Park. He's been through that site. So you know, it, it, there's people out there who have actually done it. But that, that's all cool. But I think you know people from the trades who you know doing it for other people. So my reflection of that, we've done a lot of courses now. I think it's 54 of them. We see a lot of people from the trades. And you said there about, you know, you thought you were going to go into bricklaying. You know, we get a lot of people think that they're going to come into plumbing or um, or we get plumbers, we get roofers, we get all sorts of people from every trade. But I suppose my reflection of it is that the people who I see go forward um, and either have their own small building companies or go into development themselves quite often is the carpenters. And I suppose you think about it, well, why would that be? But... You know, you think all the other trades are really only there to do their job and go, aren't they? Yeah. You know, absolutely. the groundworks are only there to do the groundwork. The paint is only there at the end to do the painting. The roof is only there when the roof goes on. Whereas the person who's there all the way through it is the carpenter, isn't he? Yeah. You know, they can be yeah. doing shuttering the foundations. They can be putting the fences up. They can be putting the timber frame up, the, work, yeah. the truss roofs, yeah. the stud work, the first, second fixed carpentry. They're right there till they're, you know, hanging the last doors and, you know, finishing the kitchens or whatever else. So... There's two things that that gives them advantage over. One is the visibility, i.e. they've seen the whole process. And if you can see something, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. And also, they've got all the contacts of everyone else who comes through, haven't they? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they get the best, you know, a contact book out of everyone. Yeah, so. yeah. It's nice. You, you, you build good relationships. Yeah. Um, I know personally now I've got I've got a plumber that I can, I can send around to the family. I've got a, an electrician that I can send around a plasterer, you know, it's, and, you know, Hopefully they'll, they'll grab me, but not too much. I don't, no, don't want to no. do too much around the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, look, saying that, you know, we better get back to doing the stuff around the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think it's good, though, that you've seen, and I'd encourage anyone that listens to this podcast regularly, um, you've seen how you can do these jobs for yourself. And the customer level when you do extension work, there'll be plenty of people on there who are looking and who are, do that kind of work. That can be a real pain in the ass. Imagine working for yourself, taking out the customer level so as that you're doing the jobs that you normally do. The same work, it's the same energy. It's actually easier energy because you haven't got the customer on you. And, um, you know, but it's disproportionate results because you're 
doing it for yourself, you're getting the development at the end of it. So maybe we'll leave the podcast on that. But something for you to think about. Thanks, Rich, for jumping in the Thank chair. Thank you for having me. I just thought it'd be interesting. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting for lots of people who listen to this you know, to hear your experience on it. So, excellent. No, thank, thanks for allowing me the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go now. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate, and we'll thanks, catch mate. you on the next episode.